Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. What's your favorite dole? 651-641-1071. Dole? That's what we're talking about here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. I'm uh, the Colleen. That's the Bradley. I'm Bradley. What was that your impression? Hi, Hi I'm Bradley. Um, that's actually <laughs> Colleen. I'm the Bradley. That's the Holly. And Colleen is asking. She's got a question for you to weigh in on. 651-641-1071. What's your favorite dough and batter to eat raw? Why are we talking about dodos? Because who doesn't want to eat the dough? I was just thinking yesterday about... I was thinking about how, like, we were talking about pancakes yesterday. People mm. got real animated about their pancakes. Rightly so. I get it, but I was like, have you ever tried a big mouthful of pancake batter? It's not a good one. It's never That's good. Nasty. Who would eat that? But it that? made me think about all the other things that you like to lick the spoon oh. and like eat oh. while you're eat while you're making. Yeah. And do not at me about the risk of eating raw dough or batter. I'm not interested. Yeah, this is one area where Colleen is gonna throw science out the window. I just don't care. I'm like, so tell me. <laughs> Give what, me that what salmonella. You, what's your favorite dough or batter to eat? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. My daughter likes to make edible cookie dough, which does not have eggs, and you have to cook the flour. Oh, okay. And it's good, but nothing holds a candle to just good old-fashioned chocolate chip cookie dough. Yeah, and there's risks in life, and this is a risk I'm comfortable with. <laughs> Right, like you'll take the trots for the good. I've for the good dough. for the record, and I I'm not asking the trots to visit uh, South Minneapolis this weekend. But no, thank I've you. I've never had explosive uh, issues eating raw cookie dough or brownie batter. I'm glad to hear that, yeah. or at least you didn't know that that's what it was. I will say brownie batter is also fantastic. I did some grocery shopping recently we had needed some treats at our house we needed something to like we had some feelings we needed to eat we just yeah i thought let's try a new treat i found these little dough bites that are edible dough okay that are just like they're like little chocolate they're chocolate covered and there's like a chocolate covered cookie dough bite okay and then there's a chocolate covered brownie batter bite okay and then i got two little tiny single serving like cookie dough and you can get all different flavors. Oh, sure. And I was like, welcome to this whole new world where not only do you get to eat the dough, but you have it made for you. Yeah. Oh, you gosh. Can you can it. buy it by the pint. Let's go to yeah. Trish. Trish is on the line, and she wants to weigh in on our 
Doversation. No, I'll work on that. Um, anyway, hey Trish, what's your what's your feeling about um, raw cookie dough or batter? Hi guys, happy Friday. Um, I agree with Colleen. It's just got to be the old school chocolate chip cookie dough. Yeah. I I don't want oh. your your edible cookie dough. Just it, you know, I'll take my chances with the raw eggs. Thank yeah. you very much. Just throw yeah. caution yeah. to the wind. Spin the wheel. Yep. yep. I'm do you do you do the do thing that we used to do where you make half you know you eat half and make half or do you just eat the whole thing? She's gone, so we'll move on to Tracy. Okay, she's busy. No, but eating can dough. I just say this? I will say this. It is important when you're eating the dough to remember that one spoonful is a full cookie. Yeah, because you can make yourself sick on that. Stuff. Well, that's you know honestly that's the main reason I avoid buying cookie dough because I'm like I'm gonna just eat the whole thing. And I feel right. like that's a danger food, but not that I don't like it. I mean, I would eat the her uh, out of that. So, you know, what you I'm can saying. buy single serving, though, which is great because then you don't have to practice. Yeah, exactly. Moderation. You just once it's gone, it's gone. It's gone. Exactly. Tracy's on the line. Let's go to Tracy Hi, and Tracy. find out. Hey, Trace, what's uh, what's your dough? What's your dough situation? <laughs> well, you know, you always have the typical chocolate chip cookie dough or whatever. But in our house, my mom always made homemade apple pies with homemade lard crust. And we would love to roll out the crust or roll out the dough and then sprinkle um, cinnamon and sugar on it. Oh, sure. And eat that. And it was mm. so good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. That sounds like almost like sugar cookie dough or something, right? Oh, no, way better. Way better? Oh, way better. Okay. Really? I bet. I bet it was like kind of buttery. What's and that yummy. lard? Exactly. Oh. And with the cinnamon and sugar on top, it was just. Yeah, very yummy. Good. Thanks oh, that for that, so Tracy. Good. Let's that's go to a good. That's that's a good little tip too for pie making season. <laughs> yeah, let's go to Debbie. Debbie's on the line. Hey, Debbie, what's your favorite uh, dough or batter? Um, well, I've always loved eating dough and batter since I was a kid. My mother almost encouraged it when she was baking. Um, I make a cookie. It's, it's chocolate chip, but it also has oatmeal. Um, coconut and walnuts in it. And sometimes I make the cookies, um, well, under the guise of making cookies for my coworkers just so I can eat dough. Um, but I don't necessarily want the cookies around the house because I love them so much. So mm-hmm. I do bring them into work. But I've also been known to make a batch of dough and then portion it out and then freeze it so that when I'm hungry for dough, I can just saw out a portion. And when people have said, well, aren't you afraid you're going to get sick from, you know, the raw eggs and everything? And I'm like, well, that could maybe be a benefit because then I would be literally eliminating all of the <laughs> calories that I've eaten with the dough. I love the amount of thought you have given oh to dough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. You're a true dough fan. Yeah, so Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing. I literally didn't think we could go that deep on dough. We just did. We did. We dove. We did. Um, yeah. Let's move on to Christine. Who's been what pe- dough you think about that? Well, okay. There we go with the dough puns. Um, let's do not tell me what to talk about. Christine has been patiently waiting. Christine, what's uh, your dough sitch? Oh, it's got to be the chocolate chip cookie dough and the brownie. I'm for both of them. Um Ooh. Very hard to show the strength. Yeah. Um, oh, for although sure. my brother and my sister one time when we were kids, I came home from somewhere and they had made a whole batch of brownies with the dough and I there was no brownies. They ate all the dough and then they were very sick. So I just laughed at them. But yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, like you got to be careful with that. You you got to do it in moderation, Christine. Thank you so much for sharing, Colleen. When's the last time you did you just make dough? Oh yeah, yeah. you. I mean, is that that thing that you bought? Have you made it yet? No, huh? Okay. It's it's all it's pre made. But my like my daughter will just when she's bored make the edible cookie dough. Oh, okay. So like we often have like a tub of it in the refrigerator oh just God, for eating. God, that's dangerous. It's, it's trouble. It's trouble. But again, here's the thing. It it's good, but it doesn't taste like regular cookie dough. And so I tend to leave it alone, which is good. But when I do make brownies, which is not often, I intentionally undercook them because then in the middle yeah, you get like the yumminess yummy. of the batter. Yeah. But it's cooked enough that you're not gonna get the trots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the Stay end of the day, for more tips. The more, <laughs> hey, do you guys want to live on the edge without getting the runs? Call the Colleen and Bradley show. Let's go to Elizabeth. Elizabeth is going to be our last word on uh, <laughs> cookie dough and brownie batter. What are you putting in your mouth, Elizabeth? Okay, well, I really think that you guys should use the word trots more often because it yes. goes well on the radio. <laughs> right? Um, so the, the product I have is chocolate chip, of course, but at Sam's Club, they have this case of eight little mini, like three and a half inch cups of cookie dough. It's the kind you can eat. It comes with this little tiny spoon, so you feel like you're not eating a lot because the spoon is oh. tiny, but you get like your own individual little cup. It's called the Cookie Dough Cafe. Pack of eight sit in the refrigerator you just take oh. a little it's the size of like a k-cup kind of oh and it's this. edible cookie dough little spoon you feel better about it i Perfect. like that i like that they're thinking about you know our portion control issues yeah so right so we so. don't have to feel that naughty right yep cookie dough cafe do for you when they do the work for you we're happy where do you Thank get that you again sam's club is where i see it okay but. All right, yeah. Cookie Dough Cafe. Thank you, Elizabeth. And thanks to everyone who called. And Colleen, thank you, because now I just want cookie dough, and I don't have any. Sorry. Rude. I'll bring, I'll bring some back for you. Okay, um, when we come back, actually, <laughs> we are going to put something in our mouths, though, and it probably will be maybe as tasty. I don't know. We'll find out, because we've got a cheat day Friday right around the corner here on My Talk 107.1. What are we going to put in our mouths on this beautiful Friday here on the Colleen and Bradley Show? By the way, have you gotten your Project Down and Dirty tickets yet for Project Down and Dirty Construction? Head to mytalk1071.com because right now we're going to tempt fate and our taste buds with a little Cheat Day Friday. Dirty rotten cheetah! Cheat Day Taste Test. Stick this in your mouth. Ooh, what are we going to put in our mouth? Yes, queen! It's spooky season! Ooh! Mmms. That's what I like to call mm them. and mmms. Mmms. Mm. Otherwise known as M&Ms. We have a, a new <laughs> M&M flavor to try, kids. Oh, boy! And these glow in the dark, but only if you eat them. So we're not going to be able to see the glow in the dark till later? Yeah, it's about seven hours from now. Okay. So this is going to be a follow-up segment. Trots. <laughs> no, actually, it's not glow in the dark M&M's. It's cookies and scream. Oh, I thought they were really going to glow in the dark. I was excited. Oh, I'm sorry. Holly to... was like... Poor Holly has her eyeball well, hey, in the cup. M&M people. Who makes M&M's again? Mars. Mm, Mars. The m m The planet people. Mars. Uh, yeah, Mars Wrigley Confectionery US LLC, Hackettstown, New Jersey. Get on it. We'd like some glow in the dark. Actually, you know who did do that? We'll get to our. Do we want that? Do we really want 
to put something in our body that glows in the dark? No, unless it was made with like that, you know, squid cells or something that glow in the dark, you know. But um, what I was going to say is, and we're going to try our cookies and scream M&Ms in mere moments on the Colleen and Bradley show. We do this every Friday where we throw dietary caution to the wind um, and try something yummy and tasty. And you can watch it on YouTube because we do a. A, a visual demonstration. Pringles had like a glow in the dark thing for Halloween, but it's just the can. And I was like, "Good, that is a good thing." I was like, "That's a weird thing." Like, hey, for Halloween, let's come up with a glow in the dark can. No, oh, but I think that's genius because if you are a person who maybe hides your food in dark spaces, it'll be easy to find. True, true. I'm just saying, like, if you like, you know, are a nighttime snacker mm-hmm. and you're rummaging around, you just look for the glowing can, and then you can have all the Pringles you want. It also helps if uh, you're trying to find uh, your special friend in the dark. They have a glowing can. <laughs> okay, let's move <laughs> on to our cookies and scream M and M's. Now, I don't know anything about these, Colleen, um, but. I imagine it tastes like cookies and cream. Wow. I, one would think. But they look one like... One would think if that's what they're selling, Holly, that it's going to taste like it. But Holly, they look like big balls of M&M's. Yeah, they're kind of bigger. They're kind of like, I would say, the peanut butter M&M's. That's what she said. Right? Hmm? Holly would... <laughs> oh, Holly's actually eating them. Well, She's all I in. the inside What is it? the inside? It's hard to see. It's very... Is it white? It's white. So is that the cream part? I guess. Is there like cookie bits or is the outside the cookie? There's no cookie. <gasps> it's looking like the outside is the cookie and the inside well, I think- is the cream. Mm. I guess. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, it tastes like cookies and cream. I mean, insofar as. In an M&M. I don't. Yeah, I think I would actually recognize that. It kind of tastes like. Like the middle of an Oreo, which I guess that's cookies mm-hmm. and cream, right? That's the that vibe. would be the cream of the cookies and cream. I just taste sugar. Mm. I I can actually Here's taste what cookies I'm learning. and cream. Here's what I'm learning about M and M's. Concentrating. I'm trying to find it in my life. What I'm learning about M and M's is it doesn't matter the flavor of M M&M, and M. The hard candy shell always overpowers everything else. Yeah, you know what, though? I, It's interesting. Our friend Panda on Twitter, she says, I have a bag of those. I was wildly disappointed. She said one out of five. Mm. I actually, I'm getting some, like, you know, it almost tastes like chocolate cake and frosting. Mm. Yeah, it's not bad, but I'm trying to, f- I'm, I'm searching for the cookies and cream aspect, but otherwise it just tastes like a thick M&M, which is good. <laughs> what do you got against thick m and I don't. I'm saying it's good. I would eat those again. the hard, The hard candy shell just makes it just taste like an M M&M, and M, like Holly said. But you got to savor M&M. the flavor. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Flavor. You got to let it rest on the tongue and then you got to do that thing that um, coffee drinkers do when they're working for coffee companies. Mm-hmm. You got to suck in some air. You got to suck the air over it. Eh. Okay. I mean, it happened. You want to rate this? Um, I'm going to give this, uh, in the grand scheme of M&M's, like a three. I'm going to give it a three. Yeah. Colleen? I'm going to give it a solid three. Okay. As well. All right. You know, listen. Give me a peanut butter M&M. Give me a regular M&M. Give me a pretzel M&M. Peanut butter M&M. And I'm all in. Yeah. All other M&M's are just M&M's. I will say, Holly, first of all, what what do you give it? I'm going to give it a 2.5. Okay, so 332.5 on the scale of Team Cobras for this cheat day Friday, cookies and scream M&M. If you find a bag in your house, don't be afraid of it. I ain't afraid of (laughs) no M&M's. Don't scream for cookies and scream. But honestly, I think the reason I like peanut butter M&M's so much is they're not so sweet. Like these are really sweet. Like mm-hmm. a handful of these and you're done. I can eat a whole bag of peanut butter M&M's without thinking it's too sweet. Uh, they are, to me, in my humble opinion, peanut butter M&M's are superior to Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Oh, oh. by a long yeah. shot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally yeah. Does everybody know that? Is that yeah. a commonly that's held opinion? that's a commonly opinion? held opinion. If you okay, like good. peanut butter, you like peanut butter M&M's because there's like a four to one peanut butter to chocolate ratio. Mm-hmm. Which is what you want. The problem with Reese's Pieces is that um, there's not enough peanut butter to chocolate. Yeah. Also, Agreed. the peanut butter in the peanut M and M is a little softer. Yeah. So it's you like get squishy. Yeah, it's squishy. And I, you know, I love. I don't know how you guys feel about the caramel M and M's. Those are my second favorite. But again, those can get really sweet. You know, after a handful, you're like, I don't need any more. But like the peanut butter ones, I could just eat for days. Hmm. See, this is why I like the pretzel ones because I do like the little Crunchy. kind of salty crunchies. Yeah, that's the thing. This is what I'm learning: is that more sweet stuff in an M and M is not good, but more savory or salty stuff, you know, like in like and around stuffing. it, is good. Right, right, because like the shell brings the sweetness. Yeah, mm. I do. I like that. I like like a gravy M and M is great. Mm-hmm. What about like a? I don't know. Prime rib, split pea yeah, soup, really good. Mm, savory M and M's. There's great. a whole market for those. <laughs> no Listen, don't tempt because you remember what you Bronx know they'll did do. With it. Those disgusting candy oh, corns. Oh, mm. The Thanksgiving candy corns. Did we actually have one that tasted like stuffing? Yep. Yes. There was a. There was. We a, had the whole meal. Was yep. it turkey and gravy too? There was a turkey and gravy one. There was a stuffing one. There was a. I think there was like a candy like a cooked carrots well, I mean, oh yeah terrible. you're right okay thank god we didn't have awful. to eat that this year uh but <sighs> m&m's cookies and scream meh okay meh when we come back celebrities behaving badly colleen what do we call these yahoos we call them d-bags <laughs> we'll share them with you when we come back right here on my talk 1071 is that riff from thriller every time i hear it it sounds like it you know what I'm saying? Um, Doesn't it give off thriller vibes? I don't, 
It, I feel a thriller vibe. But I don't know that it's like a full-on sample. Good question, though, Bradley. Yeah, we'll, we'll find the answer. We'll find the answer. But right now, what we are going to do here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, in addition to reminding you to pick up your project down at Dirty Tickets, they're going fast. At MyTalk1071.com, our reality show on the radio, them tickets are on sale immediately. Is head over to celebrities who are behaving badly town. What do we call them, Colleen? We call them D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. And before we move on, no, that song by The weekend does not sample Thriller. Okay, thank you. I'm just getting Thriller vibes. You can still feel those Thriller vibes. It's spooky season, and so it should not shock me that I'm thinking of zombies dancing around. That would be a good TikTok, so somebody do that. Okay, now, Colleen, who's your (laughs) D-bag? Candace Cameron Bure. Oh, oh she gets this. it's puree. Yeah, sorry about that. And okay, she's going to so have to puree to Jesus here's, on this one. Here's this is okay. I'm just, I'll just say it and then I'll say it. <laughs> she um, has admitted that she felt <gasps> sick to her stomach mm. when she had to discuss hard topics on The View um, oh. when she was on The View. She co-hosted from 2015 to 2016. And she says of that time, she says, "Um, there was only one type of stress that I've ever felt in my life that came from that show. And I have PTSD. What do you think my problem is right now? Well, probably the words PTSD, uh, assuming she didn't have a clinical diagnosis. My guess is that she did not have a clinical diagnosis. Um, Now that, Listen, I'm making an assumption, but I just in general get very frustrated with the use of actual diagnostic terms to describe things that aren't actually that thing. Mm, Um, For example, calling something PTSD when it isn't actually clinical post-traumatic stress disorder, which is a real thing. Mm Other others include when people talk about their need to organize something and they call it OCD. Mm-hmm. If, if that is an actual clinical diagnosis, and I know I just sound like a real buzzkill, but it's just very true. It drives me bonkers when when people do this and they I, they think they're saying one thing, but what they're actually doing is ignoring the reality of a diagnosis like that. And trivializing it. Yeah. And so anyway, I wasn't. Con- she's my d bag. I mean, and I, I, I fully agree with you. I was also wondering because I couldn't tell from that particular article if she was saying she actually had PTSD, or like I am, because I don't think that's probably the case. I think it's more likely what you're saying. She was conflating the thing, and mm-hmm. in that case, if that's if that's what she was trying to do, it's very easy. Like, I mean, you could say it was like. I imagine PTSD, even that, I mean, you can choose whether or not you're comfortable Mm -hmm. saying that, but at least you're not claiming something that you don't actually have, which seems far more mm, disingenuous to me, but because, you know, like language changes and it's, it's like the conversation we have around suicide and and that terminology, like people still, I catch myself saying things um, like that, that I'm just like, oh, I'm not comfortable saying that anymore, but we used to be far less concerned employing words and phrases that are actual harm harmful or mm, painful things for people right and it's not listen i can hear people being like oh you know like 
we're all so woke now. I don't, for me, it's not about wokeness. It's, it's about, that's all. It's about learning to respect other people who have a different life experience and not trivializing that experience by equating it with something that is not the same. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, you don't know if people have struggled with actual PTSD or actual suicide. And so it just leads to less uncomfortable situations that you yeah. might not even be aware of. So I'm, I'm all in for avoiding, you know, making other people uncomfortable if I can at all, you know, do it. But I think you can also analogize without, you know, worrying about right. offending people. I just don't think she was being clear in this, in this conversation, which shouldn't surprise us because, I mean, she has Y'all. been a member of this particular mm. segment on more than one occasion. So I did something last night that I'm not proud of. Oh. I spent I spent a, a a lot of time I can't get back going through all of her TikTok videos. Why? What is your I don't problem? No, I don't. Do you I not just, have anything better to do? I do. I couldn't sleep, and so I was like, "What does this woman do on on TikTok?" And like. She's your mom on TikTok. Yeah. You know, that's her lane, man. It is. Her lane is, I don't know, your mom who, yeah, she's your mom. Yeah. She's your mom on TikTok. Yeah, I was going to go into that, but like, I don't, I don't have anything particularly against Candy. Uh, <laughs> but she seems to constantly be f- um, showing up in headlines for saying things, and then she'll have to like backtrack or clap back. Clap back. Backtrack or clap back. That sounds like a program. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A seminar led by Khloe Kardashian yes. and Kelly Ripa. Yeah. Totally. We're going to tell totally. you how to get attention while shaming others and feeling like uh, you're, you know, um, a victim with lots of money and power and influence. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Candy. Track back or clap back. Um, can Backtrack. I... Track back. Whatever. Bye. Backtracker. Who's your D-bag? My D-bag, thank you, is Sharon Stone. Mm. Sharon Stone, also your mom or your aunt, because I, you know, your mom might actually not do this, but um, your aunt might, or somebody in your family who's of a certain generation might in, uh, illustrate this kind of behavior. So did you see the story? Sharon Stone comments on Jonah Hill's looks no, after girl. Jonah Hill asks people to stop commenting on Jonah Hill's looks. Sharon. Sharon, honey, that's not how that works. So literally, but you know this behavior. You know this behavior. Yeah. Okay, so Jonah Hill politely asked his followers on Instagram, and you talked about this yesterday, not to comment on his body, good or bad. Like, look, I'm just in a place, I don't feel like it's a good idea, so please do me the flavor and let's keep my body out of this, right? Out of the conversation. Um, And so Sharon Stone shows up to the conversation and literally says... Can I say you look good? Because you do. Fire emoji. Girl. Like, literally, she she enters the chat and sticks her foot so far up her mouth that I don't even think she uh, could be aware of what she did. What is this? Like, does she... So here's... This is my first take on it. Is like, did this woman... Did she misread what he said as some sort of, like, compliment fishing or something? Well, I think it's that thing where, you know, you will say to people, like, you actually... Because we all look at ourselves in different ways. We all look at compliment... Like, people just are allowed to create their own boundaries and borders around stuff, right? Like, when it comes to talking about their bodies, I guess, right? 
So, like, some people do that thing, though, where they think, like, you know, but I'm going to compliment you because you, they, they think that they're, I don't know what they think they're doing, but I've seen this behavior so many times where they're like, but no, seriously. I mean, I know you don't want to talk about your looks, but you look amazing. Uh, and you're like, but no, see, the whole point is let's not focus on whether I look amazing because whatever my outsides look like, that's not a reflection of my insides. And right now, today, I could be feeling like doo-doo. Thanks for asking, but also thanks don't, for... Don't thinking you're caring but you're not really caring listen to what i'm saying right god sharon <laughs> she's sharing the wrong sentiments right like you just oh, know girl. she has like a nephew uh, a gay nephew on twitter who's like girl hello <laughs> read the room so wait did she did he reply to her comment or yes. anything or did it just okay what did so he, he say oh uh, no i'm sorry she replied to him he did i don't okay. think he replied to her um, I'm just going to okay. double check, but I was just over here. So oh, yeah, gosh, no, Sharon, I'm embarrassed. I have secondhand embarrassment for her right now. I know. Cause you know, it's like that person who, you know, I, I could go on, but there are times when people have said things to you, I guarantee where they think they're complimenting you and you're like, Oh yeah. How much time do we you're have? You're not actually complimenting me. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so now what's happening is I'm having an entire film strip in my head of every All the single times. time. A photo right? montage. Yeah. Yeah. Like the time they're like, this person looks just like you, and they show you a picture, and you're like, Of a oh. troll? And you're like, I oh, do not gosh. look like that. Right. You're like, mm. oh, I don't even know what to say to this. <laughs> I found your doppelganger. I'm like, is that what you see? Yeah, like, oh my God, there's a twin at, at, uh, at the grocery store, and you go to the grocery store, and you're like... I will kill that person now because that person uh, <laughs> looks like not Great. me. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Thanks. Thank you. Oh, Sharon oh, I Stone. Love also, don't I you love just... that blaring flaw about you. It makes you so unique. But right. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Not to go too Great. off track, but I've had that thing where people think they're giving you a compliment. And you're like, but you realize what you're saying is like, before I didn't look that way. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. like you, you walked around not saying anything about my looks. And right. you're like, oh, you look really good when you do this or that. And you're like, what did I look like a troll before? Yeah. They're like... Hey, way to get better. Because before yeah. you weren't. <laughs> you were ugly. <laughs> Thanks. Great. Oh, God. Thanks. We could do a whole segment on compliments. Just be better. That aren't compliments. Guess what? Guess what we're doing for a talker on Monday. All right. Fabulous. Yay! I'm all here for it. Okay. Making notes. Thank you. Uh, anyway, Sharon Stone, do better, honey. It's fine. Oh, can I compliment you? Yeah, like, I know you... Or, uh, no, that was his response. I'm trying to get her response. You must have been talking about everybody else, but I'm Sharon Stone. Can I say something nice? Oh, my God. Girl. Sharon. All right. Don't do that. Yeah. But we're you not look sharing amazing. that sentiment. Amazing. You look amazing. So amazing. Um, also, she's been hot lately. I feel like she has been in tabloids a lot. Well, and I don't remember working why. For her. Well, she wrote a memoir. Oh, that's why. Memoire. Mm -hmm. yeah. I would like to also thank the 368 people who replied to that comment of hers on Jonah Hill's post. At what point do you just delete it? Can then? you imagine her checking Sharon. her Instagram the next day? Like, oh, oh crap, what did I do? God, everybody's so sensitive. <laughs> you tell somebody they look good and, ha. Ah. 
All right, go put some panties on, Sharon. Oh. And uh, when we come back, we got more deep. Well, because the movie. I got it. <laughs> Math. When we come back, we have more D-bag for you. And this time, it involves Royals, Jeff Bezos, and a giant rocket ship that looks like a wiener. We'll do a D-bag double down right here on My Talk 107.1. Thank you, Holly Roberts. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Olenstrom. You're listening to the Colleen and Bradley Show. You're on My Talk 107.1. Hey, it's Friday. Friday. It's kind of raining outside. But right now, oh, cute. That was good. We got some extra D bag double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. <laughs> this is an actual royal D bag. So it's not a lord, it's a prince. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's like next level. I think it's rich, pun intended. That Prince William is like bougie shaming Jeff Bezos. I'll share with that in a moment. Um, maybe, uh, dear William, you could spend more time calling up Uncle Nasty and asking him to turn himself in. Thank you. Okay. Am I wrong? Okay. Tell me I'm wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Okay. Can't t- I can't tell you you're wrong because you ain't wrong. So did you see any of these headlines yesterday wherein Prince William was not impressed with billionaires blasting off to space? <laughs> no, I did not see that. Or if I did, I put it out of my mind because that's ridiculous. Well, I just, I'm like, really, Prince William? So he had a few stern words for the wealthy. Uh, Hello? Hi. Have Um, you met yourself? And he was also carbon footprint shaming, which we'll get to. But in a newly televised interview with the BBC, which aired yesterday, the Duke of Cambridge. So Duke and Duchess Deberg said that he was, quote, less impressed with certain billionaires. <coughs> Jeff Bezos. By the way, did he do this interview from his palace? <laughs> yes. Out of his, curiosity. From his golden <laughs> palace, uh, you know, sitting atop his royal throne made of... <laughs> I'm not even going to really, go there. The <sighs> image I have right now is of him on a golden toilet. <laughs> Doing an interview with the yeah, BBC. I think it's absolutely <laughs> ludicrous. Can you believe these rich people? Doing all this rich stuff everywhere. Blasting mm. off into space. He said he was less impressed with certain billionaires who are dedicating their finances to space exploration rather than uh, combating global climate change. Now, here's his actual words. We need some of the world's greatest brains and minds fixed on trying to repair this planet, not trying to find the next place to go and live. That is really quite crucial to be focusing on this one rather than giving up and heading into space and trying to think of solutions for the future. Okay. So I kind of understand what he's saying. So he's not wrong. Like, global climate change is real. That's a thing people should be fighting. It's not something we usually talk about on the station. But, like, I get what he's saying. Mm-hmm. But physician... I mean, his point is well made. However, it's the mouth that the point came out of uh, that I think we're unsettled by. Yeah, because all you have to do... I mean, how many times have the royals... And it's not not always Prince William. It's, you know, Prince Harry. I mean, the, it's less important because he sort of removed himself from the role of being a spokesperson for the royal family. Um, but when they were, you know, a lot of royals get criticism for talking about, you know, lowering... Um, you know, emissions and blah, blah, blah. And then people are like, well, you know, you went to a conference to talk about climate change on a private jet that burned far more fossil fuel than, 
you know, like the Delta flight you and I can catch from MSP to Heathrow. Right. Mm-hmm. So like th- it's not that you're not entitled to say whatever you want and have opinions if you're a rich and wealthy person. But like I don't know that like making the conversation about doing more for climate change is best served by personally attacking Jeff Bezos, who, by the way, is also a very privileged um, guy who might be thinning on top. Are you talking about his hair? Yeah, yeah. You know, because they okay. both have thin didn't hair at the top. Know. And Jeff Bezos. Thing. I didn't know yeah. exactly what we meant. <laughs> That's a metaphor. No, I'm saying like you guys, uh, you kind right. of swim in similar circles. I mean, he's not oh, a royal. Sure. I'm just saying it's a little, it's a little rich. A little fresh. Right. A little rich. Yeah. Little well, fresh. he's saying all of this while arranging his very own silver spoons. Yeah. And then they you asked know. him. They asked him about going to space, and he goes, "I have absolutely no interest in going that high. I am a pilot." But I'm a helicopter pilot, so I stay reasonably close to the ground. Okay, come on. <laughs> Stop it. Boy, he if... sounds like a lot of fun at parties. I once went up to 65,000 feet in a plane, and it was truly terrifying. That is high enough for me. You can keep Great. your pedestrian <laughs> sweetness missiles I mean, to yourself. Of the criticisms, <laughs> I just feel like maybe have somebody else speak out against Jeff Bezos's like ego yeah. trip to the moon. Yeah, you got a PR problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, I mean, it's not like this is an argument that hasn't been made, right? Like, everybody is making... I mean, not everybody, but you. this argument is easy to stumble across um, in the media. People talking about Jeff Bezos spending the kind of money he's spent to explore space, or space travel, I should say, because he's just slingshotting himself... <laughs> Yeah, up there so you can have three minutes of weightlessness. I mean, there are easier ways and cheaper ways yeah. to do that, but whatever. And I, I just like I agree with all the criticisms or I shouldn't say all, but most of the criticisms people lob at Jeff Bezos and people like him who are making this an ego trip. But I also hate that, like the victim in this case, then is like um, the people kind of write off all of space science or astro mm-hmm. astrophysicism, whatever we call the actual science. <laughs> I don't think it's astrophysicism. I'm an astrophysicist. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it, it, that's the, that, that I think the science is actually the victim in this case because people are just like, why are we going to space if we can't do the things here? It's like, well, we can walk and chew gum, but right. it doesn't help when you have Jeff Bezos turning it into like a circus. Which he is. Yeah. But it was a circus that I fully watched oh, and amazing. I was gripped by. Are you kidding me? By the way, dumb. This is a dumb question. Is there a video of William Shatner flipping around in space? You know, that's a great question. I have not seen any of that video. I would imagine Neither at some I. point I feel Blue like it's Origin gotta be available. Will uh, make that available to us. You'd think, unless like I somebody duties, because so. you just know that like that is going to create some release experience. Because your body doesn't know how to keep things well, where how it do you, belongs. Like if it's when you're weightless. weightless I don't know. How do things well, stay closed? No, I suppose. Think about it, though. Well, I mean, people Why are, are in the international space when you're in station, the... and it's not just like flying around but when you're... everywhere. <laughs> when you're, when you're in the water, you're weightless, and you don't, do, unless you do, and I don't know about it. Well, but, but there's you, a certain amount keep of your pressure that's keeping everything down. Do you have that pressure and weightlessness? There's a difference, right? Like, the feeling of weightlessness you get on earth is different than the actual weightlessness 
which is why water is so dangerous up there because it can just like, you know, like if you cry, it could get into the equipment. Well, and- here's according oh, no. to the University of Buffalo, how do astronauts go to the bathroom in space? But they need they need suction, right? Yeah, they use thigh straps to sit down on the small toilet and to keep a tight seal between their bottoms and the toilet seat. So they have to be strapped on. Oh, y'all, I would be real scared and it's that especially, suction would keep sucking. Yeah, especially designed <laughs> vacuum toilet, so nope, says the University no. of But Buffalo. think about it. You have to have it sucking as you're going to the bathroom because otherwise it's going to come back out. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about the seal and the suction. Like, how do they not lose their... <laughs> NASA spent, <laughs> spent $23 million dollars on this toilet. That's crazy. And still, we wipe our buns with, uh, you know, trees. It's so weird to me. Like, NASA has the science. We could do this here on Earth. Are you guys, now I'm spending a lot of time thinking about potty in space. There's got to be... I might... Is is there a TikTok about this? <laughs> <laughs> Colleen spends four hours trying to find NASA TikTok. Well, you do that during the right. break and let us know what you find if there's any. <laughs> You're welcome. Video evidence of uh, William Shatner in space doing God knows what. But when we come back, we have a publationship update. We also have an update on Gwyneth Paltrow. This one, uh, you're going to want to stick around in here because she is even more of a hot mess than usual. We'll be right back here on My Talk 1071.